0: I just will never forget how much I felt like I was disappointing them. Mm-hmm. Just that was the hardest part, I mm-hmm. think, for me was, oh my gosh, like how am I gonna tell them and and what are they gonna say? And of course, my dad was he was disappointed at first, mm-hmm. just because I was like I said I had everything planned, yeah. I was prepared, I knew what I was going to do. You sound like he was that going. perfect child. I just was <laughs> like, I know, I'm ready, I've been preparing it was very difficult and and um but then they came around my mom immediately in the beginning was like don't worry like we're gonna we're gonna get through this then
1: hi everyone thank you for joining us i'm jason tbhc's president this is our final bringing kids home episode that's right we're closing a chapter with bringing kids home and preparing to launch a new podcast with a new name called chance for hope. Now we're going to be taking a break for a season and come back ready to tell amazing stories and share how you can make a difference in a child's life. Today's episode is brought to you by TBHC, Foster Care and Adoption, tbhc.org. That's tbhc.org. TBHC has been around since 1910. We have an incredible heritage of serving children and giving them a chance for hope. Our purpose has always been to glorify God by caring for children. Let me describe how we care for children with our mission statement. Caring for children and families by offering stability, discovering self-worth, and achieving true healing in Christ. Stability is all that we can offer to a child or their family. They have to accept that gift of stability and learn to walk in it to make that future better. The discovery of self-worth, on the other hand, comes from knowing that you were created by God. And frankly, that is alone what gives us value as a person. It's unchangeable. There is nothing that can be done to change a person's value because we are all created in God's image. But that is a discovery process, especially for our children that have never heard of it. The final thing is true healing, which is a journey throughout life. Broken people, which are all of us, remain leaking vessels, even though they have been given this promise of eternal life. It's a journey. For those that have had trauma, it's especially a big and long journey, not a destination. All this is only accomplished by Christ. So that's who we are. That is what TBHC is and what we hope to achieve. Now sit back and enjoy today's episode.
2: Hi, this is Laurie Henthorne with TBHC Foster Care and Adoption and we are uh, talking with Crystal Valdez today. Crystal, um, tell us a little about yourself. Um, Well,
0: I'm Crystal Valdez. I'm the Ellis County Clerk. Um, I am in my second term and um, I have a wonderful husband, Eric Valdez. A lot of people know him. He's always with me Mm -hmm. and I have two uh, wonderful children. One is 24, Tyler, and then our daughter is uh, Ariana. She is 16. She goes to Waukesha High School. Okay. So it's and, hard
2: to believe you have a 24-year-old <laughs> child. That's crazy. Thank you. You hold uh, it when well, you carry it well. That's thank great. you. I, thank you very much. <laughs> so I understand, despite the fact that you are an elected official, you are a bit of an introvert. I am. Um, people always
0: don't believe me because I've, just through the campaign process and being an elected official, I've really come out of my shell. Mm -hmm. But um, the very first time I had to speak in public, I'm not even kidding. I I thought I was going to choke on my tongue. I was so (laughs) nervous. And um, I would be just as happy as can be if I could just stay in a little hole and never come out and (laughs) read a good book. and just I I would be perfectly happy. But um, I, I have learned to be more outgoing and it doesn't bother me anymore I can walk up to anybody or speak in front of a large group it it doesn't really bother me anymore but um that has come with five years of practice okay okay (laughs) didn't come easy but we can we can grow
2: right (laughs) we can always grow yes that's so awesome well, thank you for being here today, sure. and, and I'm anxious to hear your story. Um, The reason we ask you on, uh, January is Sanctity of Life Month, and I know that you have a personal story uh, that you can share with us, and I know it, uh, the Sanctity of Life does touch your heart personally, because you have had to make a tough decision in your own life. Um, I'd love to hear a little uh, about your story of, of being a teen mom. Would you kind of share how? Of course. Yes. And
0: I would like to preface it with saying I, I know it's a difficult topic um, for the girls that are involved in it, the families. Um, but my wish would be that if we could make make it more like give more support and less judgment, mm-hmm. I think would really change. The direction of where these young moms go in their life Absolutely. Um, they don't have that all the time and i'll never forget um, when i was getting ready to campaign and someone that was a co-worker at the time um i said i, I think i'm gonna run for office i just really this is calling to my heart and i feel like i want to do that and she said well you know even with the fact that you had your son as a teenager and and i just was kind of blown away because mm-hmm. no one had ever brought that up to me in that way but it made me think you know what even more so Mm -hmm. because I want these young mothers to know that your life doesn't have to go in this one direction that everybody thinks it's going to go you you can have whatever you want if you're willing to put in the work Mm -hmm. and it's something that you really want and you have the support behind you you can do whatever you want and whatever time frame it's not set in stone Mm -hmm. um back to my story, I had everything, um, set scheduled in my life. I'm i I'm very much a planner. If I don't know exactly what time and where and how and everything to the, I'm like, nope, we gotta, I gotta figure it out. <laughs> and so I had prepared my entire school life for college and what I wanted to do. I was, um, chosen in middle school to take the duke university sat and wow. um, that they only allow certain uh, academic uh, levels to do that and so i was able to do that and um, i was set to if i wanted to graduate early i had all my credits um i think i took two classes my senior year besides late arrival early early release i just had everything planned out mm-hmm. and um I come from a very, we're Catholic, Christian, um, very conservative household, but I will say um, several years back, I mean, I'm 42 now, um, the discussion of um, sex education, things like that, was not normal. It wasn't like a a normal thing to talk about, and Mm -hmm. so there was a lot of things that I didn't know, um, things that I've very much explained to my own daughter mm-hmm. and our son as they've gotten older and we felt was the appropriate time to discuss those things with them um needless to say i um, I found out I was pregnant when I was a junior in high school and um that was such a difficult conversation to have with my parents I think because I, I had been <laughs> such a, a I'm very much a people, I don't know if you want to say people pleaser, but I really kind of am. If everybody mm-hmm. else around me is happy, I'm happy. Mm-hmm. Like if everybody's has what they need and they they're comfortable and they're good, then that's what makes me happy. Mm-hmm. And um, having that conversation and just feeling like I had really disappointed them mm-hmm. and um, myself, um, I just thought, gosh, what was I thinking? Like, well, how did I let this happen? And um, there was definitely some sad tears and conversations had, but the very first thing that my parents told me was, um, we will do whatever to help you. You know, you, you have your family and I have two sisters. Um, oddly enough, I'm the only one with children. Neither one of them have children. Mm -hmm. And, um, so my kids are my parents only grandchildren, but they said, um, you know, we will help you and whatever you need, um, we'll, we'll be here for you and we'll help you take care of the baby. And, um, my son's, uh, father and his family was also in town. And so they were also very supportive and said, you know, we'll, we'll do whatever we need to do. We can help you take care of the baby when you go to school or wh- whatever, we'll all come together. And, um, and so, giving up the baby or having an abortion was never a thought in my mind. Mm -hmm. And then as I was going through my, um, you know, checkups and going to the doctor, they ran some blood work and they said, "Um, it looks, you know, based on the blood work, um, your son, he looks like he might have Down syndrome. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And I thought, oh my gosh, (laughs) you know, here I am already with this huge, I don't even know how I'm going to do it now. And now I might have a special needs child and, and I'll never forget um, being at the facility. And this nurse came up to me and she said, "Um, I just want to let you know that this is the time now where if you wanted to make a decision, this is probably the time to make Mm -hmm. that decision. And I and I mean, I kind of just thought about it and I was like, make the decision. And then I realized what she was saying. And I said, OK, well, no, I'm, you know, this is whatever happens is what will happen. Yeah. And I talked to my parents and they said, well, you know, we we're we here for you. You know, mm-hmm. we there's you you'll be able to do you whatever you need to do. You're strong. You have always. um just been very uh responsible otherwise this
2: um
0: but they said you we know that you you'll you'll do it like we're here and um and so I I said well we'll just we'll figure it out I mean it'll mm-hmm. it'll just be different and my son came out perfectly healthy mm-hmm. and played high school college baseball and I always mm-hmm. look at him and think <laughs> what if I had not oh. made that decision? And I, I think about all the young moms that are in this position already. This mm-hmm. is a huge decision. And then to have that added layer right. um, and, and make a decision based on that mm-hmm. and not knowing 100% mm-hmm. what could happen. I just think about all those moms that maybe made another decision in our living with that or struggling with that. I know it's, they made the best decision that they could at the time, but it's just such a big thing to put on, what is really a child. I mean, I Mm -hmm. look back and I think, gosh, my daughter's 16. I I can't even get her to, you know, (laughs) do her chores every day. And I can't think, I can't even think at the time being 17 and, still in high school and having to make all these adult decisions and life changing decisions. Mm -hmm. And, um, but he came out perfectly fine and healthy and is 24 and living a wonderful life. Mm -hmm. And I always look at him and think, I can't, I mean, what'd I do if you weren't here? Mm -hmm. Like, I just Mm -hmm. don't even know. And, um, of course everything got Sidetracked uh, my college. Mm-hmm. I had I had um, applied and been accepted to. It was at least four colleges. I think I applied to UT and they sent me back something saying I applied too late, but to try again next year. But that was the only one that I got back that didn't um, accept me. Mm-hmm. So all that got pushed to the side. I mm-hmm. kept everything just so I could later in life say, look, I <laughs> I was going to go to college, um, but I waited. Um, after I had my daughter, um, I told my husband, I always wanted to go to college and I always wanted to go into the legal field. It has always called me mm-hmm. like it's just tugged at me. And it's funny that I ended up being in the position that I am, which is we you know, are the clerk of the court. I mean, we support the court. We do everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and it still kind of fulfills that. <laughs> that Uh little bit of that yearning that I have, um, for the legal field, but I went through Navarro and I got my, um, paralegal degree and, um, and I did it with two kids and a husband and (laughs) I really did it for myself. Mm -hmm. Like I just wanted it to do it for me and just say, this is something I wanted to do. It's not the same by any means, but it's, it's something. And Mm -hmm. I wanted to show my kids that it doesn't matter what you have going on or um, what your situation is. If it's something that you want, you can do it. Mm -hmm. Like you can, you can do it, whether it's now or in five years or in 10 years, Mm -hmm. but it can be done. And I really wanted to show them Mm -hmm. that, you know, I I did it I (laughs) I graduated from college and I'm not on the same level as I had originally planned. But that was one of the things that this whole situation taught me was nothing in life is planned out for you. (laughs) Only God knows what your path is supposed to be. Mm -hmm. And we're just he knows best. So we just go with it. And he knew that something different was uh, was out there for me. Mm -hmm. And. I never would have guessed that I would be an elected official. I just did not think that and and I really want the girls to know. I don't want to hide my past. I mm-hmm. want them to know that you there, there's so much out there for you mm-hmm. and don't think that just because this has been put in your path that your your life is over and Mm -hmm. that's the end of your story it's not it's just the beginning Mm -hmm. so
2: well I I, you know I remember Mm when uh, I'm a lot older than you obviously you Mm -hmm. know when when I was in high school it was um it was almost like a your life is over yes kind kind of a sentence I think we had one girl in my whole high school Mm -hmm. that um was pregnant and she had to not come to school anymore after a certain point and You know, we never saw her again. We don't know what happened to her. And, and, you know, at that point in time, there were no resources, no support. It was just, um, it was just almost unheard of. And um, so to hear your story and hear about your family's support for you, I just, I love that. Um, Hi, I'm Laurie Henthorne, Donor Engagement Manager at TBHC Foster Care and Adoption. Did you know that there are over 6,000 children waiting for adoption in Texas today? And did you know that there are only about 1,000 willing foster adoptive homes licensed and available to them? These children are coming from hard places and are needing a place to heal. We at TBHC strive to provide homes where they'll feel safe and loved and where they can begin their healing process. What if you could play a part in changing these statistics? TBHC depends on people like you to help change the course of these children's lives. You could open your heart and home to them, or you could come alongside them and help provide for the parents' training or for specialized therapy for a child through your financial support. We invite you to visit our website, tbhc.org, to find out more about us, hear inspiring stories and ways to pray for TBHC families, and to find out how you can be a part of bringing kids home. And, and then knowing that uh, you, your drive took you on to accomplish some amazing things. and I love how supportive your husband is. Yes. And um, just, I think that's amazing. Um, but even though we live in, in this day and age where things are different, there are girls out there who don't have that family support. So if one of them was listening to you right now um, on this podcast, would you have, would you have words for her?
0: Yes, I'm um, definitely take advantage of the resources that are available. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, like what TBHC offers. I that was never around. I don't mm-hmm. think, at least I never heard of it. Um, we're growing up in well, from Red Oak, we didn't have anything there. Mm-hmm. Um, but to take advantage of the resources that are there. Um, other moms, other girls that are your age, like help each other, build each other up. Um, definitely, um, you know, pray about it, go to church, um, and talk to church members because they're so supportive. I mean, I, I never, and I don't know, they may have been judgmental, but I never saw it. <laughs> they were behind, uh, they, you, were, I I know, yeah, they were probably behind, behind <laughs> and I just didn't know <laughs> it, but Um, Our church family, I've been attending the same church since we moved to North Texas and it was like in 1994, I think. Mm -hmm. And so, um, but more importantly, don't feel like everybody is judging you. Mm -hmm. I think that that is one thing that um, I know I felt a lot of um, guilt and shame and um, just like I had really disappointed my family. And You're already carrying this load and this responsibility. Don't take what you perceive as other people's judgment and shame and everything onto you as well, because Mm -hmm. it's not healthy. And it, it, I have seen it lead down a very bad path. I mean, I have personally seen it where they have gone in a totally different direction than my life went with no support. Um, I mean, I'm talking drugs, jail, all these things through life. And I just wish I always look at these people and wish, gosh, I wish they would have had the same, the same support that I had because Mm -hmm. things could have been so different for everybody, children, everything. And, um, but it didn't. And, and, things are better now, but, um, if, if they could just know that this is not the end, right? This is not the end. Mm -hmm. And there's so much more out there. Um, and, and again, just because this has happened doesn't mean that you're a bad person. It doesn't mean, um, that you, you know, you can't do anything else. It just, it just means you have to work a little bit harder Mm -hmm. for what you
2: want, Mm -hmm. but you can still get it. Right. So and and of course there's the option of adoption. Yes. That's a loving alternative to yes. you know, if if a young lady out there is just not in a position where she can parent. Right. Um, that is such a loving option. Um
0: Absolutely. There are so many um women, especially now I have noticed or maybe I've just paid more attention. Um and I don't know if it's all the years of um contraception or uh, you know like pills I don't know something I have noticed has caused infertility mm-hmm. a lot of infertility And I don't know exactly what it is but mm-hmm. I've just noticed so many people that I know that are unable to have children mm-hmm. and um, so there's so many um, options out there as far as adoption and finding a good family and you can pick the family sometimes. Right. <laughs> I mean, you just, and just know that it is, um, a loving option that mm-hmm. you love your child so much. You want them to have something better than you can offer them. I and mean, there's right. nothing wrong with saying, I want them to have more than mm-hmm. what I can offer mm-hmm. at this time. And, and just knowing that somebody else, will love your child so much. Mm -hmm. And so I, there, there are, there's, there's help, there's resources, there's other options Mm -hmm. besides abortion or Mm -hmm. just feeling like this is the end. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's, there's right. Mm -hmm. There's, there's a lot. And so, um, I just hope that they know that there, there is people out there that will be there for them Mm -hmm. and there's someone to talk to. And there's people that have been through it and can help them. Right. So,
2: well, I know just hearing your testimony today will make a difference in, in lives of girls who are who are listening and, um, who are faced with a very hard decision and, um, just thinking about the consequences of, of what's to come in their lives and everything. Right. Thank you so much for sharing oh, this. God. And, um, I just, I can't wait to get this out on the air. Let, let Thank everybody you. else hear it.
0: I hope it does help somebody. And, Again, I'm here if ever anybody wanted to ask me anything. I would love to talk to them and encourage them or um, give them any advice or mm-hmm. guidance. Um, but th- just to take advantage of
2: of the resources and the, and and the options that are available right. for right. them. So um, if if anyone would like to get in touch with Crystal, feel free to contact us at tbhc.org, and um, we can put you in touch. And thank you, Crystal. And God bless you. you.
0: Yes. Thank you so much for the
2: opportunity. It's our pleasure. Thank you for joining us. If you would like to get in touch with today's guest or any of our previous guests, you can contact us through our email, podcast at tbhc.org. That's podcast at tbhc.org. Leave us a comment, recommend a guest to our show, and give us a five-star review wherever you listen. And don't forget to subscribe. For more information, check out our website, tbhc.org, and discover how you can participate in bringing kids home.